Need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. You are listening to a replay of The Kimmer Show. Be sure to tune in Monday through Friday, noon to 3 on News Radio 1067. I don't want to say Kimmer has gained weight. Well, now, wait. But when he stepped on the scale at the doctor's office, the nurse said, Hey, that's my phone number. <laughs> the Kimmer Show on News Radio 1067. <laughs> Thank you. Look out. See if you can figure out the words here. This, my friends, is Andy Reffeld. And this is a heavy metal version of supercalifragilisticexpialidocious from Mary Stinkin' Poppin'. <laughs> Poppin'? I barely even know her. And the producer is Endless Noise, which I think is extremely appropriate. <laughs> They, and they lip-sync it to the scene of Mary Poppins and the and supercalifragilisticexpialidocious with Dick Van Dyke and Mary Poppins, uh, somebody Martin, what I forgot her name. Anyway, uh, it's a, a little heavy metal stretch-off. All right, how's it going? It's Thursday. We made it through another ice storm possibility, most of us anyway. Now, clearly, there were some areas farther north than we are here in metro Atlanta that were um, impacted a lot more than we were here. But basically, I loved it, man. This morning, I, zipped, I, I was a half an hour early. To work. I, I, I mean, I couldn't believe it. And and I got my favorite parking spot. <laughs> oh, by the way, I'm going to do a video one of these days on how to park in a park. Every parking lot has like a corner angle, you know, where, where there's you, you, you're at a, at a right angle where the corner is. And usually the corner is kind of painted off with like stripes and things. So you can't park there because there's not room to park a car. But if you get to a corner space, you should go over the line on your left hand line parking line. If nobody can park next to you on the left, so you leave plenty of room on the right uh, for the guy to park in next to you to get over so that nobody's going to hit a door. I mean, just, you know, use the use the space. But I see people park right in the middle, and it, it makes every park around, space around them too tight to get out. Anyway, it's just, I can't believe it. All right. Uh, 207, 1207, 1207 is all I can write. i got to settle that down. <laughs> and stop trying to back your SUV into the parking lot, ladies. Would you please? My God. I mean, it's funny. I, I sit there for like four or five minutes every day just wa- laughing as a, a, a girl tries to park a, a GMC freaking subdivision, whatever they call them, into a <laughs> parking space. <laughs> the new subdivision fits 75. <laughs> She's got a four-year-old. Anyway, all right, I got 12 waiters. One on the camera. Right, here's what's going on. We've got a billion things. Newsmaker Lines, uh, sponsored by the Siding Doctor. Uh, text, emails, Facebook stuff. Oh, by the way, Facebook stinks. It screwed us out of things. It's been, it's been, did you get it back up? I finally got it. Okay, back. they're screwing with us. They made Pete change everything. I don't do Facebook stuff. Pete does Facebook stuff. And they changed everything. We couldn't get in. It was just a real crap. Uh, also, the stream has been goofing up for two days now. I don't know what to tell you, but if you're listening on the stream as opposed to the radio station, you're getting not much occasionally. So I don't know what's happened. I don't know, and, and I hope we can fix it. Okay, we'll talk about, oh, wait you hear Warren Buffett's uh, secret to a long life. And a full-body transplant. Two years away from putting your head on someone else's body? 
Two years away, they're saying, Jihadi John, we know who it is. The arrest in New York wanting to kill the president, John Kerry. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help it. Uh, what an idiot. Also, Trump says he's really serious this time. Oh, the fighting begins on the Republicans. Have you heard what Rand Paul is, uh, is now going after Jeb Bush? And after Scott Walker went after Jeb Bush and then pretended he wasn't talking about Jeb Bush. Anyway, it's, uh, it's getting pretty interesting already. Uh, let's see. The Malaysian gang who said the guy's looking at him funny, so they did something about that. The John Benet Ramsey. Do you know who John Benet Ramsey is, John Boy? Yeah, you know that name? That little girl that got killed, right? She yeah, murdered on the uh, day after Christmas uh, in Atlanta. And... No, no, Colorado. Oh, and I'm sorry, in Colorado. Their parents, they moved to Atlanta. They lived in Vinings. That's where when the story kind of became known. That's where they moved to. But anyway, uh, and that now the, the chief admits in that case almost 20 years ago, 19 years ago, that he screwed up. It was just a terrible investigation. Uh, what else we got here? Cabbies, pregnant ladies, uh, life lessons, uh, sound bites. We got all your stuff. Okay, but now listen to that. Now, for the record, you know that I represent the Quick Weight Loss Center. I'm a, a I'm a a, a, a a user of the Quick Weight Loss Center. I've been representing them for I don't know how many years, years and years, years. It's a great program, but they they would not be appreciative of Jimmy Buffett's idea of a healthy diet. Here we go. <coughs> Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett says, hold on a second. Why can't I find anything I want to find here? I hate this. Hold on a second. Warren Buffett says, and he's uh, between the recording sessions, Warren Buffett says uh, the, the key to staying young is not just cheeseburgers. Warren Buffett singing here, Cheeseburgers in Paradise. He's 84 years old, and he says he wakes up and faces the day with boundless energy thanks to one, being one quarter Coca-Cola. Warren Buffett eats about a little less than 3,000 calories a day, and 25% of his diet is Coke. He drinks at least two in the morning for breakfast, and then he has three during the day and two at night. He has at least five Cokes a day, regular Coke at work, and cherry Coke when he treats himself at home. And for breakfast, he drinks uh, uh, the, the uh, uh, Coca-Cola, and he does it every day. And he also says, here's what else he has. I'll have one at breakfast, noting he loves to drink Coke with potato sticks. I have a can right here, UTZ, a Hanover, Pennsylvania snack maker. So he, what's that? Utz. Utz, there you go. Uh, Utz manufacturer, Hanover, Pennsylvania, and he eats their potato sticks with his Coke every morning for breakfast. And he said, although this morning I had a bowl of chocolate chip ice cream. Here's why he said he eats a high-sugar, high-salt diet, and he's still healthy. He says, I checked the actuarial tables, and the lowest death rate among human beings is six-year-olds. So he says, I'm starting to eat like a six-year-old. <laughs> Candy, ice cream, Coke, potato skins, and potato sticks. And, stuff. and he's 84 and a trillionaire. So, hey, you know, now, again, if I did this, I'd gain that 30 pounds back real fast, boy, and it's not for everybody but Warren Buffett, who's singing here... Says he can really pull this off. All right, 12-12 on News Radio 106.7. It's only the camera. You computerized cloud jabbering Judas bumbling bird brain. Tackling hard <laughs> mental midget. Blithering bumpkin. Thank you very much. I think you covered everything. The Kimmer Now and news, weather, and traffic on your ride home on News Radio 1067. Uh, look out, look out. Here we go. This is Larry Munson, <laughs> and this portion of the Kimmer Show is brought to you by the University of Georgia. I had six of their football players as pallbearers. Well, yeah, so they could let me down one last time. <laughs> and now here's your host, man I never liked, he never Kim liked Peterson. He, he ruined every bit I ever did on the radio. I don't know why. And it's true to this day, and yeah, bless his heart. Anyway, it's only the Kimmer 12. So, hunker down, we'll go, you Herschel. Uh, 1216 on News Radio 1067.
Uh, the disgusting Bobby Brown on this day in 1993 in Augusta, Georgia, was fined eight. Uh, I'm sorry, was fined five hundred eighty dollars for pretending to hungonga uh, on bungbangada with one of his backup singers during a concert. I guess it was the early version of twerking, which we used to call humping. I don't know what you know. Just he, he humped her on his stage. <laughs> anyway, they fined Bobby Brown five hundred eighty bucks for humping his singer, and she got fined five hundred eighty bucks too, which I think is only fair. I mean, what the heck? All right, look at what else we got here. Uh, a couple of quick uh, things in history. Eighteen twenty nine, Levi Strauss, whose company manufactured the first blue jeans, was born in Buttenheim, Bavaria, Germany. And that was the man who manufactured the famous Strausses. we got a pair of Strausses on right now. Everybody knows their Strausses. They're blue Strausses, very famous. Everybody knows the term blue Strauss. we got a pair of blue Strausses right here. <laughs> Levi! 1820. All right, look out. Oh, man. All right, I'm already exhausted. I don't know what's going on. But <laughs> Oh, by the way, <coughs> uh, we have news Lens coming up, sponsored by The Siding Doctor. And what the heck was I just going to do, Pete? I was just telling you. I was gonna... away the tickets. Oh, the tickets, the tickets. God, I can't believe it. I, I've, got to, I've got to stop doing this stuff. Okay, here's the deal. I have two Kid Rock tickets for July 19th, Aaron's Amphitheater. Two tickets, Kid Rock, July 19th. Okay? Let's do what we did yesterday. We had some fun uh, having you. If you want the tickets, you have to rap for us with a, like a Kid Rock style. Uh, and if you can do a rap on the camera, that's even funnier. Now you make us chuckle and laugh, and we'll give away two tickets to somebody who can do a, a Kid Rock style rap. On the Kimmer or Kid Rock or Peter or hey, whatever, just you know, some on the team here. Okay, and we'll do it at twelve thirty. It's twelve eighteen. At twelve thirty, after during the news, you can call in and we'll if you can rap for your tickets, we'll give away two Kid Rock tickets. Okay, does that sound good? Yeah. And again, uh, uh, this these are two for July nineteenth. Aaron's Theater. All right, eight four 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 zero four ten sixty seven. Brett, the truck driver, newsbreaker line coming up. Hello, Brett. How's it going, Kimmer? What's up, man? Hey, did you catch out about the uh, look Gwinnett County teenagers? Uh, posting all those threats and everything towards the teachers and the, and the, yeah, it's the superintendent. Yeah. That's, that's crazy, ain't it? You know they're going to get in trouble. Well, you know, the thing about social media, it's uh, the, the, the misuse of it is so interesting because it's exactly the same way that they get caught. And it's just like they're talking about social media now uh, representing uh, representing ISIS and why it's so popular for people who are disenchanted anyway to want to join ISIS because of all the, the track of it on social media. On the other hand, oh, yeah. it's a way to track them. And if you if you're mon- if you're an agent, you're monitoring the, the social media, and you see two guys want to join ISIS, Bing Ding, and there you go. You know, you know where how to follow them. Keep your eyes oh, on. Yeah. It. So anyway, hey, yeah, hey, yeah, man. Hey, did you see that video about uh, Madonna falling on the butt? I saw the video. Yeah, she was she was wearing a big cape as part of a concert in Britain for the British Music Awards last night. She was wearing a big cape, and she was supposed to if she was turned to the stage in front of the stage. And one of the guys in the band was supposed to yank the cape off her while she was singing. Well, he yanked the cape, but it was tied too tight, and she fell down the stairs. <laughs> Took a header down the stairs off the stage. I mean, it looked like she could have broken a hip. I mean, it was it was a bad fall. She had a good trip, didn't she? Yeah, oh, hey, have a nice trip. I'll see you next fall. I don't even know what that means. All right, 844-404-1067. Uh, Justin, this is a true story. The owner of a golf course in Georgia was very confused about paying an invoice. It was up at uh, uh, Brookfield West, I'm pretty sure, Brookfield Country Club. Uh, and uh, Bill was up there, and he was, he was confused about paying an invoice, so he decided to ask his secretary for some mathematical help. So he uh, calls her into the office and says, uh, y'all graduated from the University of Georgia, and I need some help. Ma'am, if I was to give you $20,000 minus 
How much would you take off? Secretary thinks for a second and said, um, everything but my earrings. <laughs> so I... See, how much would you take off if I gave her $20,000? Oh, just, yeah, thank you. <laughs> okay, fine. At 1221, let's go. It's the line. Let's use the old newsbreaker line there. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Kimmy. This is Donald Trump. <laughs> Donald- I don't want any wisecracks from you. <laughs> this time I'm serious. Yeah, no, this no. time I mean it. Once I make the commitment, I swear I will not go back on my word. <laughs> really? <laughs> Which is the same thing I told my last four wives when I took that vow of monogamy. <laughs> yeah. I ought to be in programming with my track record. i tell you that right now. Yeah, they say you're serious this time running for president. Yes, I'm serious. Yeah. Sir. Warren Buffett likes to eat potato sticks. Yeah, potato sticks. Too bad one hasn't gotten caught in his throat, the damn Democrat <laughs> enabling pizza Chattahoochee refuse. I hate Warren Buffett. There's a couple of I mean, buildings. He managed there. to make a billion dollars without taking bankruptcy. How do you do that? No, no way you'd know. <laughs> He sure has a lot of sugar in his diet, you know. He yes, he's sugar. Drinks five cokes a day and yeah. three gallons of Obama Kool-Aid, the bastard. <laughs> hey, how about that Madonna? Isn't she wild? Isn't she something? <laughs> Madonna's working on her own line of capes. Capes? You know? <laughs> capes? Yeah, it's, it's part of her fall collection. Fall collection? Oh, hey! Fall hey. oh, from her cape fell I on the stairs. I pay a lot of money for these jokes. <laughs> yes, you do. And they're the best in the world. Everybody knows this. <laughs> A little late on the rim shot, John, <laughs> while you're fired. <laughs> you know, Madonna has posted pictures of her accident at the award show the, last night. Posted pictures, yeah. Yeah, you can find them on her Tumblr account. <laughs> Tumblr account. I said, you can. <laughs> These are the greatest jokes everybody knows. <laughs> the greatest jokes ever written. I'm getting nothing from you. <laughs> I mean, you'll laugh at Brent, the truck driver, blowing the God blessed horn. <laughs> Brett, the drug driver, will never speak unless he's got nothing to say. <laughs> That's a model somewhere, isn't it? I don't know. <laughs> Despite her injuries, Madonna had no trouble getting out of bed this morning, Kimmer. Getting out of bed, really? Yeah. Well, there were four guys in there to help her, you know. <laughs> a couple of women. Yeah, a couple of chicks. <laughs> you know, since her injury, Madonna's got a new favorite uh, Kama Sutra position. I didn't hear about that. What? The... Yeah, it's called Brokeback Mountain. Brokeback Hell! <laughs> I said... <laughs> Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> I wish I could quit you. I got to tell you, last night, you yes, know, the sir. weather, you know, it yeah, wasn't too good. It was so cold. So how cold was it, sir? Someone saw John Boy's girlfriend frozen to a fire hydrant. <laughs> <laughs> Great to be on the show. Thank you so much. I'm Madonna. really running this time. He's I running swear. for president. This is the real thing. <laughs> Thank you so much, but Donald. <laughs> Look out! He says he's serious. Yeah. He's hired committees to go into this, you know, Iowa, New Hampshire. He's, he says he's serious. He hasn't officially made the final thing, but he's yeah. He's he says he's serious this time. Well, that's a good story. All right, 1224, News Radio 1067, 844 1067, 844 1067. Let's see, uh, celebrities in the news, a couple of TV shows, you know, the show Ice Road Truckers. You ever seen that? That's a weird show, yeah. boy. Those guys, man, they got, uh, yeah, they're crazy. I mean, they're, they're like combat helicopter pilots. Those guys are absolutely crazy. Well, the Ice Road Trucker star named Tim Zicker was arrested because they. Police found a Las Vegas prostitute named Snow White.
with backpack straps locked in her closet. And apparently he claims that they were just uh, fooling around. He says, I threw her in the closet because she's a, a flaky friend. She's not a prostitute. Well, they just convicted him of kidnapping. <laughs> He's, he tied her up with backpack straps, locked her in a closet, and then tried to collect a $1,000 ransom from her friend who happened to be a cop in Las Vegas. A Nevada judge found him guilty of extortion and kidnapping and gave him 15 years. <laughs> he said they were just friends and fooling around. Uh, Rice Road trucker Tim Zicker. And then, you know, the star named Will Patton. He's been in there. He was in No Way Out. He was in Gone in 60 Seconds. He was in Armageddon. Um, what else? He's, he's been around. He's a short blonde. It's about shirt. the high school team in, uh, in Oh, uh, Friday Night Lights. Friday no, no, Night no, no, Lights. No, 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 remember no. the Titans. Right, yeah. Oh, you know, the Titans. Yeah, remember the Titans. That's what he was. He was the football coach at Denzel Washington. He kind of replaced as a head coach. Anyway, Will Patton was uh, driving along in Isle of Palms, South Carolina the other night and was pulled over for drunk driving. And he goes to court next month to uh, see what's going to happen with that case. Also, one last little bit of uh, weird criminal news for you. A New York City cab driver apparently had reached the last straw. A woman named Leslie Cooper climbed into his cab in Manhattan last week. The driver said his credit card reader was broken, so you'll have to do another cab. And she said, well, I'll tell you what, stop at the ATM nearby and I'll go get cash. And he said, no, I'm not going to do that. So she said, well, he said, so get out of the cab. She said, she's, I'm cold, I'm cold. She was also pregnant. And the cabbie apparently didn't care about whether she was pregnant or cold, and he grabbed her and shoved her and pushed her out of the cab. So now his cabbie's license has been suspended. Not taken away. Suspended. I love it. All right, anyway, it's all to the Kimmer. Life lessons coming up. And some uh, Victoria's Secret swim special tonight on TV. What do you suppose that is? Victoria's Secret models. I can't wait. Stomping down the runway. Stomping, stomping. I hate you and I am a special girl. Ha ha. Yeah, here we go again. 1227 on News Radio 106.7. Not me, you know. You are listening to a replay of The Kimmer Show. Be sure to tune in Monday through Friday, noon to 3 on News Radio 106.7. Well, hello again, everybody. This is Keith Jackson. (laughs) Nice to meet you. This portion of The Kim Peterson Show is brought to you by Madonna. Who will be doing a remake of that Boy George classic? Yeah. I'll timbre for you, oh boy. And now here's your host, Tim Peterson. For you, thank you. Look out! I'm on my 19th breakdown. That's better now, though. You were in the war, ah, uh, homo. Well, it's at 12:34. <laughs> what? You don't hear that word enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's from Caddyshack. I mean, if you have to, you know, got to be part of the team here, people. Uh, February 26, this day, 1966, Stones released 19th Nervous Breakdown. That's what I just said. Sorry. A couple of quick birthdays here. Actor Greg German, German, if you pull here, Ally McBeal guy is 57 today. And among other things. And also, um, the U.S. and Panama proclaimed a treaty under which the U.S. agreed to undertake efforts to build a ship canal across the Panama Isthmus on this day in 1904. The Isthmus. No, no. What kind of canal? Uh, the <laughs> what? 
proclaimed a underwood unit agreement on take Emerson Building a ship canal. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that is <a> crappy canal. <laughs> but he obviously misunderstood the giver. Must be having a nervous breakdown or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> All right, open up the phones, hangman. What's going on? Thank you, God. What, is there a girl back there again or something? Come on, man. We're working here. <laughs> 844 404 1067. 844 404 1067. It's 1235 ish. And here's what we're going to do. I have news breaking lines coming up. Sponsored by the siding, Doctor. Doctor. And we got all your stuff. Ooh, a new threat to the nation's weapons and ammo thanks to President Tat, the community organizer, the Coward of the White House, the conscientious objector of 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Yes, he wants to now ban the bullets used in the AR-15 semi-automatic assault uh, automatic assault rifle. All right, we'll get to that in a second. First of all, here's what we're going to do. We're going to put people on the line. We're going to have you rap for Kid Rock tickets coming up in a concert. I have two tickets, July 19th, Aaron's Amphitheater. Used to be what they call Lakewood. If you're new to town or old to town, you want to know what that is. All right, so we'll get we'll have you rapping here on um, News Radio 106.7 in just a minute. Get all the lines lit, and we'll, we'll do that. Okay. President Obama, putty tat, is apparently targeting the top-selling rifle in the country, the AR-15, with a ban on the most used bullets, the rounds used by sportsmen and target shooters. The Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms and Explosives is now, and added an extra, did you know that? It added an extra one? It's not the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms. It's now the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives. And they are now uh, putting the ban on 5.56-millimeter ammo, driving up the price of bullets, prompting retailers to go nuts. It's trying to ban the, the uh, commonly owned and used ammo through regulation. It's so-called armor-piercing ammo, exempt for those bullets, mostly used for sport by AR-15 owners. And pop- the problem is there's now a new pistol-style AR that uses the same ammo. So now the president says, ha-ha, so the so-called green tips, the ammo green tips, have been exempt for years and have a higher caliber ammunition and they pierce uh, soft armor worn by police. But it's used by target shooters, not criminals. For one thing, even the cops say criminals aren't going to go buy a $1,000 AR pistol. You know, he said, we don't care. As an officer, this quote, an officer in Springfield, Missouri, owner of 417 guns. He says, as a police officer, I'm not worried about AR pistols because you can see them. It's the small gun in the guy's hand you can't see that kills you. So anyway, a putty tat can't get, he tried to ban the AR-15, that didn't work, so now he's going after the bullets. It's not going to stop, and I'm telling you what, when they come to my house and knock on my door, there's somebody's going to be on the ground, because I'm not giving up my freaking weapons. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. And if you want, I'll give you my stinking address, and you can come and get me in there, you better bring some friends. I mean, I'm serious, This that's crap. God, what's the matter with this guy? All right, let's go. One twelve thirty eight. All right, Pete, pick first. So Robert on News Radio one. Oops, hey, hold on a second. Justin's fired. Here's uh, wait a minute. now. start again. We'll go right from the top. Here's Robert News Radio one hundred six seven. Hi, Robert. How you doing? There? Fine. Uh, wrap a little something for me for the possible Kid Rock tickets in July at Aaron's Amphitheater. Go ahead. All right, here we go. All right, man. It's only the killer. It's only me. I'm on the air from twelve to three with John Boy and Hangman and the hilarious Brett. <laughs> and Mr. Pete Davis, how could we forget? <laughs> Who is that on the old newsmaker line? Why, there's Miss Bree looking so fine. 844-404-1067. Listen every day to the Kimmer Show for a laugh and a little piece of heaven. Oh. <laughs> yeah, sucking up works usually, yeah. by the way. Uh, <laughs> 
almost always, especially among the women in the audience. But that's a whole other issue. Justin on News Radio 1067. Hello, Justin. How you doing today, Kim? Hi. What you got for us, sir? Uh, mine. His name is Kim. Bossing the bot, the bang, the bang, diggy, 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 bossing the boss, stop the body, bossing the bot, the bang, the bang, diggy, diggy. His name is Kim. Wow, Justin, that was pretty Superman. Wow. Uh, Matt on News Radio 1067. Hi, Matt, what you got for us? Hello. Hey, Matt. Hi, Kimber. Yeah, there you go. How's it going, man? Hi, brother. Hey, man, I didn't call to rap. I just called to uh, to give you guys props. I probably heard of you guys three or four months ago. Never had heard of you. Um, you talk. You hit the you hit the points right on head. You're you're right where a lot of us Americans are. Um, all we had before you in Atlanta was was Hannity and those guys, and and they don't put the funny in this. In this, you guys have me rolling going down the roads here today. <laughs> this stuff is great, brother. I don't know where you came from. I know you're a veteran. <laughs> I appreciate your service, but man, keep doing what you're doing. America needs more of. Mark, thank Matt. Thank you so much, man. How nice was that? We, we undeserved, but very much appreciated. I promise you. Quickly to John here on News Radio 1067. Hi, John. How's it going? What's going on? Welcome aboard. What do you have for us, sir? Well, yeah, these other guys, I don't know if I can compete with them. They're pretty good. They're pretty so, good. Uh, yeah, they're pretty good. I give and it a shot. Have, like, like the glass guy they just called, I haven't been listening for a long time. Excellent. Excellent. So, uh, Welcome aboard. We'll see. We'll see what we got. All right, go ahead. Here we go. All right, this fella Kim, well, he's new to me, but I like a show. It's got a twist, you see. Putting that news out, letting everyone know. But hey, I just called so I can go to the Kid Rock show. (laughs) (laughs) Another good. They're all good. How can we possibly pick a thing? All right, here's uh, Gary on News Radio 106.7. Hi, Gary. How you doing, my man? Fine. Welcome aboard. Go ahead, sir. Welcome. Hey, man. Hey, man. I'm not calling in. You know, the scene of Kid Rap thing. I think I find your show very refreshing, man. From Marietta, native, born and raised all my life. My uh, uncle Hugh Grogan was the first black city councilman of Marietta back in the 80s. Excellent. Yeah, I just want to give you a little spill on the Kid Rock thing anyway. All right. I was walking down the street just the other day, and I looked in my head. I just want to say, I love Kim. He's just a man. I want to tell him. He's got in my head. I want to. I want to. I want to tell him something, but uh, I can't get nothing from him. But uh, I want to be a cowboy, babe. I love you, my brother. <laughs> All right, Gary. Hold on. One more last contestant, John. Uh, we'll be got time with John. Uh, News radio. What is this? What do you got, John? We got everybody. We got everybody. Oh, we got everybody. Okay. All right. Uh, okay, boys. Should we go right to the top? Start with Robert. I mean, that set the standard so high. You guys were all great, though. Robert, you got the tickets, man. Kid Rock, July, Amherst Amphitheater on News Radio 1067. 1242. Congratulations. Hope you do this again tomorrow. All right, here's uh, News This is my rifle. This is my gun. This is for fighting. This is for fun. (laughs) The Kimmer Now and News Weather and Traffic Uh, on your ride home on News Radio 1067. Stand by. Hi, this is Casey Casey. Casey. And this portion of the Kimmer Show is brought to you by Madonna. Madonna. Help her. She's fallen and she can't get up. (laughs) And now here's your host for the time being, Kim Peterson. Thank you so much. She took a header off the stage in Britain last night at the Music Awards. Her cape was supposed to come off. It was too tight and she fell down the stairs right in her own. Hey there, Delilah. Plain white tees is finally, or are, Plain White Tees is a collective noun, a plural collective noun, so it would be is. Plain White Tees, the group, is finally getting its album out. I, 
I was not being ugly or mean. I don't need a damn sweetness bell. I was singing with a thing, and this song is sweet anyway. Oh, hold on a minute, then. We'll stop right here and go to the stupid sweetness bell. All right, in fact, you want to do? You want me to make you cry? How about this? I'm going to make you cry. Don't hit me again. I'm going to make you cry. Here we go. Um, hold on. And here we go. Uh, back in the day, I'm doing it! <laughs> back in the days when an ice cream sundae cost way less than it does today, a 10-year-old boy went to a hotel coffee shop and sat at a table. A waitress put down a glass of water in front of him. He said, how much is an ice cream sundae? She said, 50 cents. The little boy pulled out his hand out of his pocket and studied the coins. He said, well, how much is a plain dish of ice cream? By now, more people were waiting for a table, and the waitress was getting impatient. 35 cents, she brusquely replied. The little boy again counted his coins. I'll have the plain ice cream, he said. The waitress brought the ice cream, put the bill on the table, and walked away. The boy finished the ice cream, paid the cashier, and left. When the waitress came back, she started to cry as she wiped down his table. There, placed neatly beside the empty dish, were two nickels and five pennies. You see, he couldn't have the Sunday because he wanted to leave enough for a tip for the waitress. I'm sorry, I wasn't listening. What was the... Uh... <laughs> you know, God's going to get you. You do know that, right? That's freaking cold there. Uh, is that a great story or what? This, you know, life's lessons. Uh, I'll give you one more quickly while we're waiting. I've got a news line coming up here shortly. And, and I'm, I'm going to tell we got Donald Trump. we got people talking about ISIS, the world threats, trying to kill the president. i got all the sound bites, got all this stuff. This is a quick story. Uh, 1130 at night, an older African-American woman standing by the side of an Alabama highway trying to endure a lashing rainstorm. Her car had broken down. She desperately needed a ride. Soaking wet, she decided to try to flag down the next car. A young white man stopped to help her, generally back in those days, in the 1960s, that was pretty much unheard of. The man took her to safety, helped her get assistance, and put her in a taxi cab. She was in a big hurry, but the woman wrote down his address and thanked him. Seven days went by, and a knock came on the man's door. To his surprise, a giant color TV was delivered to his home, and here was the note. It read, Thank you so much for assisting me on the highway the other night. The rain drenched not only my clothes, but also my spirits. Then you came along. Because of you, I was able to make it to my dying husband's bedside just before he passed away. God bless you for helping me and unselfishly serving others. Sincerely, Mrs. Nat King Cole. Wow. Is that cool wow. story or what? I'm glad I listened to that one. <laughs> <laughs> me too, Pete. Me too. <laughs> Uh, it's 1251. It's only the camera on News Radio 1067. Coming up, you hear some comments about ISIS and the threat and how John Kerry, God bless him, I can't believe this. John Kerry actually says the world is safer today than it ever has been. I mean, I know, I know. Don't know. I'm just telling you. I'm, I, I didn't say it. <laughs> hey, there's the news break line. Let's see who's on the old news break line there. Good afternoon. Hey, Kimmer, this is Rodney Cohen, for crying out loud. Are you kidding? Rodney, how's it going, man? I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I'm all right now, but last week I was in rough shape, well, you know. what do you mean, Rodney? Hey, last week I was in East Point. Oh, he's... The guy stopped me on the street. He said, Rodney, I got all your albums. Now I want your TV and stereo. <laughs> it's a tough neighborhood, East tough, Point. Are you kidding? Tough neighborhood. Hey, last week the residents auctioned off a squad car. It's tough over there. <laughs> With a cop in it. <laughs> I saw a guy rotating my tires from my car to his. It's a tough neighborhood. <laughs> I tell you, though, at East Point, the parents, they always know where their kids are, Kimmer. They know where they are? Yeah, they see them on the news. <laughs> 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 a 
Hey, congratulations. <laughs> I understand that the Kimma Show yeah. and Nancy Grace both hit 300 today. <laughs> That's our 300th show, yes. 300th episode. <laughs> I mean, they said the Kimma Show wouldn't last. Yeah. And they were right. Greg wants you in the office at three, all right? <laughs> Nancy Gray, she's a big girl. You're she's kidding, big very girl. big. Big girl. And headline news when Nancy sits around the set. She sits around the set. Are you kidding? <laughs> Nancy Gray, she comes on the scene, the scene disappears. <laughs> <laughs> Nancy Grace couldn't believe that story you read about Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett eating all she that said, stuff. How does the man survive on only five Cokes a day? <laughs> Hey, Kimmy, and <laughs> yes, I agree sir. with this. Patricia Arquette, everybody giving her a hard time. Yeah, yeah. I believe that women should make the same money that men do. All right, sir. Well, uh, Yeah, for instance, I think Patricia Arquette should make the same money as David Arquette. <laughs> <laughs> Who I saw in the French flying line yesterday with Larry Wax, all right? <laughs> it's been so long since David Arquette worked, he's doing an interview with Rodney Ho, all right? <laughs> I heard about the winter storm. I understand this morning, John Boy's girlfriend said I was expecting something bigger. Thank God she was talking about the snowstorm, you know? What a crowd. Thank you, Rodney. Yeah, where he said you were going to get six inches last night. What the hell? Thank you so much. Thank you, Rodney. It snowed last night, and Brent, the truck driver, still doesn't get the drift, all right? The drift. Thank you. Hey, moving along. Rodney. I love it. Mercy. Uh, look out. <laughs> it's only me. It's only the Kimmer coming up. We'll tell you about the ISIS guys who just got caught in New York City and how people are taking this very, very seriously. Everybody except the president and John Kerry, who says we're safer than ever. D- does he watch the news? Does he see the video of people being set on fire and having their heads cut off? There are more people killed in the last in, in 2014 than there have been in any other year since God knows when, since the Crusades, I suppose. Anyway, we'll get to that in a second. First of all, this really struck me today when I found out about a doctor in Turin, Italy, who has plans to take a living person's head, cut it off, and put it onto a donor's body, a full body head transplant. He says it'll be done in two years. The only thing holding it back is the ethics. Should the surgery be done, there are going to be some people who disagree with that. Well, in 1970, a team at Case Western Reserve University in Cleveland tried to transplant the head of a monkey onto the body of another monkey. Have you ever heard that? They did not. Uh, they stopped short of a full spinal cord transfer, so the monkey couldn't move its body, but apparently they did it. Uh, here's what would have to happen. Uh, some people in China made headway with some mice, but, but the biggest problem, of course, is you don't know how to reconnect spinal nerves and make them work again. Otherwise, people paralyzed in spinal injuries would have surgery and they could walk again now, so clearly they haven't figured that part out. But the doctors, here's how it would work. The doctors would cool the patient's head and the body so the cells don't die during the operation. They cut through the neck, the blood vessels linked up with thin tubes, and the spinal cord cut with an exceptionally sharp knife, obviously, to minimize nerve damage. Then the head is moved onto the donor's body. The spinal cord nerves would allow the recipient's brain to talk to the donor body and be fused together using a substance called polyethylene glycol. Wait a minute, isn't that antifreeze? Yeah, I think so. Uh, to stop the patient moving, they have to be kept in a coma for weeks, and then he says when they come around, they'd be able to speak and feel their face, but he predicts a year of physiotherapy might be necessary before you can move the body. But you know what's happened before 
Uh, there have been many cases, many, <laughs> many cases when people who got new appendages in transplants, they had a hand put on or an arm put on, something like that, didn't like it. They woke up and, and, and they looked at someone else's hand and said, oh, no, this is too creepy. I don't like. I, I don't use it. I don't like it. It's not mine. And they had it cut back off again. Well, there's that movie where it was a murderer's hand was put on right. somebody. Yeah, and, you know, that's true. And and uh, more than one case of people who got limbs put on them have just had them cut off again. Psychologically, they couldn't take. Can you imagine waking up and you're all of a sudden you got a whole new body? I mean, what if they put it on like a you know <laughs> a girl? I mean, <laughs> anyway. I, I mean, he says it's two years away. Two years away for putting the head of some living guy on a body of someone else. Bruce Jenner. Bruce Jenner. <laughs> of course, by the head of the body. Well, all right, 1257 on News Radio 106.7. You're listening to a replay of The Kimmer Show. Be sure to tune in Monday through Friday, noon to 3 on News Radio 106.7. Management has nothing but confidence in The Kimmer there, there and go, very yeah. little of it. Know, wait a minute, the Kimmer right. Show <laughs> on News Radio 1067. Take out the papers and the trash. Look out, it's only me. Why you don't get no it's only the Kimmer. Here we go. Yeah, the coasters. You ain't gonna rock and roll no more. Yeah, yeah. Just finish. 1990, this day, singer Cornell Gunter of the Coasters was found shot to death in Vegas in his car, shot twice. He had been with the Coasters in 1957 when he first joined them, shot in 1990 and killed in Vegas. A couple of historical notes. This was the day 1919. President Woodrow Wilson signed a congressional act establishing the Grand Canyon National Park in Arizona, 1919. And then 10 years later, on exactly the same day, President Calvin Coolidge signed a measure establishing the Grand Teton National Park in Wyoming. So, thank goodness. You know, I haven't been to... I've never seen the Grand Canyon. And I've never been to the Grand Tetons. I've never been to Yellowstone. and oh never been to Yosemite. Oh and I used to live in when I was at Arizona State and I was working in Phoenix when I came back from Vietnam. I was living in Arizona and never made it to the Grand Canyon. Yosemite is the most, most beautiful place I've ever I, been. I, I, I want to I do it. I want to go. I want to take my Harley there and I want to haul it on a trailer so I can ride around on a motorcycle and camp out. and do. I want, I want to do all that stuff. But isn't it funny that I was just busy? I mean, I, back in, when I was in Arizona, I, I worked seven days a week and went to school full time. So it wasn't like, you know, I couldn't just take a day trip to go see the Grand Canyon or something, you know. Do anyway, it. I've got, I, I definitely yeah. want. My daughter, Sarah, uh, has been to almost all the national parks, camping at the national parks. She and her husband, who's also a, a camper type guy, decided to do it. And by God, they have. And they take their kids. It's been great. Good for them. Oh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. All right, 844-404-1067. Like, I'm going to make the plan. You know, We also were going to go fight the bulls in Pamplona yeah, this well, summer, too. So. Yeah, well, we'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to, but, it, you know, you got you got to do it. You can't just talk about Crying. it. Crying. Acceptable <laughs> at funerals and the Grand Canyon. There you go. <laughs> See, now we're talking. All right, 844-404-1067. 844-404-1067. New York City, three people arrested. These are people who say that they want to strike fear in the hearts of infidels by killing, murdering, assassinating the president of these United States. Their names are Akhor Sedakalamadatatatov, who's <laughs> 19, uh, Buddha Duracell has Sanovanovich Jerbakabakagov, uh, who's uh, 24, and 30-year-old Abor Habiba Bibabov, uh, who's helped the Sagada Molotov's efforts, held without bail in Florida, and if they could uh, get convicted of anything, it'll be 15 years in prison. Should have shoot him in, shoot him in the eye. 
I mean, these people are part of ISIS. They want to join ISIS. Anyway, what's happened now, uh, the, the problem is that the let's listen to the FBI director says, you know, it's a social media is, big, is bringing this stuff everywhere. ISIL in particular is putting out a siren song through their slick propaganda, through social media that goes like this. Troubled soul, come to the caliphate. Right? You will live a life of glory. These are the apocalyptic end times. You will find a life of meaning here fighting for our so-called caliphate. And if you can't come, kill somebody where you are. Including police officers. That's their, these lone wolves, the lone wolves. On the other hand, your secretary of state, the man who lied and committed perjury under oath before Congress, testifying about the atrocities in Vietnam, which he never saw and which never happened, and how he threw his medals over the White House fence, which was a lie. He threw somebody else's medals. He got in an Army-Navy store over the fence. man's been a born liar since he was in, uh, in, in the Army, or was he in the Navy, and uh, since he went to Congress, or Senate, and now as Secretary of State. But John Kerry says this, believe it or not. Our citizens, our world today is actually, despite ISIL, Despite the visible killings that you see and how horrific they are, we are actually living in a period of less daily threat to Americans <laughs> and to people in the world than normally less deaths, less violent deaths today than through the last century. In the last hundred years, we are safer today from violent threats us and people around the world safer than the last hundred years. Well, I was going to react to this, but I'll let Mark Thiessen, the former Bush speechwriter, do it. What on earth is he talking about? <laughs> I mean, that is just absurd. I mean, put aside all the things that we that you showed on your air. 200,000 people have died in Syria while this administration stood on the sidelines and did nothing. I mean, he says it's less likely than ever that someone's going to get killed in a conflict. Tell that to the families of the Americans who are beheaded by ISIS. Tell that to the family of Kayla Mueller. Tell that to the families in Paris who lost people in that kosher deli and in Charlie Hebdo. Tell that, tell that to the 21 Iraqi Christians, I mean, a- Egyptian Christians who were beheaded in, in Egypt or the family of that Jordanian pilot who was burned in a cage. What on earth? is the Secretary of State of the United States of America talking about? <laughs> I don't know. I do not know. I mean, uh, I don't, I mean, it, it, I can't explain it. I cannot explain it. Um, absolutely, you uh, cannot explain it. All right, 844-404-1067, 844-404-1067. Do you know about this uh, net neutrality business? Uh, John, well, you probably know more about this than I do. I don't know much about the, I mean, you know, I'm a, I'm a minimal user of computers. I can do email and I can do, uh, you know, searching for stuff and look up Google Maps and things like that, softcore porn, girlkiss.com, all the things we all do. Uh, but that's it. I don't, I don't do cutting and pasting. I don't do a lot. Of, I don't do stuff. I don't buy things on the Internet. I don't use my credit card on the Internet because I just don't trust anybody. But, you know, now net neutrality means basically the government wants to put the Internet under its control like it would a phone company. Well, basically net neutrality means that um, service providers like, Comcast and AT&T, they have to treat all of your serv- all of your searches the same if that were to be true, if net neutrality were law. They can't slow down certain searches and things. They have to treat every search as equal. Well, it's po- that, that's the theory behind it. But right. obviously, if this happens, the price is going to go up. Something's gonna, something bad's going to happen. Pete, are you, do you know, are you, uh, you do all the internet I, stuff for our show. This is just a, a way step to get one. control it's, of the internet. It's step one to yes. take over the, and remember, they've been talking about how it's not fair for businesses to do business on the internet without paying taxes to the government for it either. So they've been trying to get in on the internet. This is step one. This is the, this is the building block. 
This is the ground floor. And I, frankly, I don't trust him, especially as, as, as much as they've been talking about it for putty test benefit. If he's in favor of it, I'm probably going to be against it. Well, the FCC was against it until he until came out he, with a video, yeah. and all of a sudden they're fourth. Yeah, they changed their mind. And they're, and they're voting today. He threatened them. The same way, but you know, Putty Tat was on MSNBC, and he threatened to arrest or penalize any ICE workers, uh, uh, immigration workers, if they don't uh, ab- abide by his unlawful policies. If they don't do what he says, they're in trouble. Yep. They can't follow the law. They have to follow his edicts about, about releasing immigrants and letting them in and so forth and giving them back taxes. And if they don't, they're in trouble. He's threatening ICE, his own federal agents if they don't do what he wants rather than follow the law. Out of control, man. One twelve, one twelve. How much signal I need to cut across eight lane? None. I turn now. Good luck, everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously guilty of a D- <laughs> DWC driving wild Chinese. The Kimmer now and news, weather, and traffic on your ride home on News Radio one zero six seven. This is your formerly alive announcer, Don Pardo. And this portion of the Kim Peterson Show is brought to you by the Georgia Radio Hall of Fame. If you've got the cash, we've got the award. The Georgia Radio Hall of Fame is a division (laughs) of Cox Broadcasting. (laughs) And now, here's your host, Kim Peterson. Uh, Digging back. And our hot wax attracts and stacks with a brown mountain sun and a town cloud as we flip her over. Oh, sorry, I got carried away there for a minute. Bucca White died in Memphis, Tennessee on this day in 1977 at the age of 70. His guitar playing influenced B.B. King and many others. Bucca White was also known as Booker T. Washington. And he had the band Booker T. and the MGs, I think. Was that the same guy? He was born in my hometown. Really? Yeah, in Houston. Houston. <laughs> uh, Houston, Mississippi. Thank you. I believe that's Houston. Uh, historical note, this is the day in 1815. Napoleon Bonaparte escaped from exile on the island of Elba and headed back to France in a bid to regain power. Yeah, how did that work out for you? All right, I got 119. Call to the Kimmer News Radio 1067 1067 uh, They're uh, starting to come out of the woodwork to blast each other in the GOP. I'm not sure this is really a good idea this early, but here we go. Just the other day, Scott Walker, Wisconsin governor, was talking about how I, he said, I was never born with a silver spill in my mouth and like a lot of these rich guys. I had to work for everything I did. Da, 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 da. And people said, oh, he's blasting Jeb Bush. Because Jeb Bush was rich, and they just assumed he was blasting Jeb Bush. Well, he wasn't really. And now, uh, at this uh, this uh, conservative PAC meeting in the, was it Iowa? Or, I forgot. It's somewhere in the Midwest going on right now, where the conservatives talk with each other and about each other and what they would bring to the table if they decided to run. Well, apparently, um, our old friend, Rand Paul, is now blasting Jeb Bush as a phony. I think if you talk to young people, they're they're not very tolerant of hypocrisy. And the fact that Jeb admits that when he was in an elite prep school where very wealthy kids went to school that he smoked pot, but he's still willing to put somebody in jail for medical marijuana in Florida. You know, a 75-year-old guy using marijuana for multiple sclerosis, I frankly wouldn't put them in jail. And a lot of poor people go to jail for drug offenses. And when Jeb was a very wealthy kid at a very elite school, he used marijuana but didn't get caught, didn't have to go to prison. I think it shows some hypocrisy that's going to be difficult for young people to understand why we'd put a 65-year-old guy in jail for medical marijuana. Nah, this is going to backfire. If he's going after the youth vote, the youth vote's going to say, so what, he smoked pot when he was in prep school. What's the big deal? 
I mean, this is this is going to back. It's just going to hurt the GOP. Here we go, and it's, it's still uh, kind of early. Anyway, these personal attacks are nothing. Hey, wait a minute. There's a news uh, coming up by the a brand new song. By the way, uh, speaking of uh, a little something happened in the British Music Awards last night. But first, it's the Newsmaker Line. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Kimmer. <laughs> I stand behind my statement and the critics. Yeah. I just want to say, bring it here. No, it's not it, sir. <laughs> bring it here. Bring it to me. No, no, it's not it again. So close. Bring sir. it now. Now or something. No, that's again. You just didn't. Uh, you just the checking Secretary in. Secretary of State John Kerry. Yeah, are you checking in with us, sir, or anything? Yeah, well, you said that I was a crock, that I said the world's <laughs> never been safer, and I stand yeah. behind that statement. You do, yeah. And by the way, Brent, the truck driver's never been funnier. <laughs> Two things we know now. Herman Cain has never been more articulate. <laughs> Three truths. Mrs. George Clooney has never been more beautiful. <laughs> Four. The Kimmer's bargaining position with management has never been stronger. That's Five, a... six, seven, eight, and nine right there. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie Dupree <laughs> yeah. has never been more insightful, Cameron. And 10, right? Boom. Top 10 things that will not happen. You know, Sean, a charity is when you pass the money you raise <laughs> along to the intended recipient. So oh, that's what a charity is. You mean you don't just deposit in your bank account like I did with all those wounded soldiers? You learn something every day, folks. That's why Jamie Dupree is the most connected man in Key West. He's got that's Washington. Yeah, there too. <laughs> Thank you. That was my tribute to. <laughs> yep. yeah, well, you were tribute. mentioning net neutrality. The neutrality, yeah, neutrality. Yeah, it pits Comcast against the FCC. <laughs> Who the hell am I supposed to pull for in this? <laughs> <laughs> kind of like laxative versus suppository. My God, man. <laughs> what do I want to hear next? Brent the truck driver or Kimmer dramatic recreation? <laughs> I'll take a 357 for 100, Alex. <laughs> Comcast versus the FCC. My God, man. It's like a knife fight between Geraldo and Hannity. I mean, I'm hoping they both lose. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, how do you cheer for one of them? <laughs> That's right. No, opponents of net neutrality, I understand what they're trying to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just saying, hands off our internet. Yeah. Well. Which is the same thing the librarian said to the Kimmer when he went online. <laughs> no, <wait a> <laughs> I'm worried about Madonna, Kimmer. Worried about Madonna. Well, she's no Kim Kardashian. I mean, <laughs> Kim Kardashian landed on her ass. She'd bounce right back. <laughs> Madonna fell down the stairs. <laughs> Too bad it wasn't the old days. Yeah, old days. Well, you know, in the old days, if Madonna had fell backwards, yeah. I'm sure Dennis Rodman would have been nearby to break the <laughs> <Save> fall. <her. laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Close proximity. So. Yeah. <laughs> Great to be on. I'm not sure you would have been alone, but. <laughs> I understand Madonna woke up this morning feeling stiff. <laughs> Glad she didn't spend the night alone, you no. know. Great to be Thank on you this. so much. You know, her back. I'm trying to remember those days. Thank you so much, Secretary Kerry. Try to remember the size of the snowstorm. <laughs> Thank you so much, Mr. Secretary. A news radio 1067 124. Oh my goodness. What's that? Madonna. Oh, we got a new song. We got and speaking of Madonna, she was at the British Music Awards and took a tumble. I mean a bad one. 
She was supposed to have had her cape ripped off by one of the guys on the music dancing team, and he pulled on the cape, and it didn't come off. It was tied too tight, and she took a tumble right down the stairs, and uh, she could have broken a hip or something. I mean, it was ugly. Uh, but now, uh, a musical salute with the Barkley Boys. I'm Charles Barkley. <laughs> yes, sir. We're the Barkley Boys with a song about our favorite elderly female rock star. <laughs> Grandma Madonna <laughs> fell down on the stage. <laughs> Why the hell is she still dancing at her age? <laughs> Grandma Madonna fell flat on her back. She looked like Matt Ryan after he's been sacked. <laughs> Tuesday night, Madonna was rehearsing. Wednesday night, she landed on her butt. <laughs> Thursday morning injury, she's nursing. <laughs> Hang it up, slut. <laughs> Grandma Madonna, it's time you've been told. You should give up dancing cause you're too damn old. <laughs> I mean, you could break your hip, Madonna. You could hurt yourself something terrible. <laughs> the Barkley Boys. Grandma Madonna, 125, almost 126 on News Radio 1067. Hold on, Lee. Stan, my official, unofficial black guy on News Radio 1067. Stan, how's it going, man? Welcome aboard, sir. I'm all right. How you doing, Kevin? We're doing great. What's up with you, my friend? Yeah, I just wanted to give you a little c- a correction on uh, B- Bucker White and the Booker T. Uh, yeah. Jones. Yeah. Booker Booker uh, T and MGs was Booker T. Jones. He he was a uh, uh, after BB uh, King. I think Bucker White was like he was born in like the 19, 
they this net neutrality is a solution that doesn't work to a problem that doesn't exist. It's not a problem, and this solution wouldn't solve it if it were a problem, basically. But here we go. The government just took another step to controlling your minute-by-minute lifestyle. All right, we'll talk about it. 844-404-1067. 844-404-1067. Also, this is kind of a... Oh, oh two things, two things. Um, we still have tickets to give away. I have two tickets to Georgia Tech basketball against North Carolina next Tuesday, this coming Tuesday, next week, Tuesday, at McCamish Pavilion. Georgia Tech, North Carolina basketball Tuesday. If you want them, you can have them. 844-404-1067. Also... Uh, Hangman re- uh, reminded us that this is show number 300 from where the Kimmer and the Pete basically came out of retirement and started a, a little old radio program here after many years. Uh, but this is our 300th program. You <laughs> Well, he made it to 300. What was the over and under on that? Yeah, really. Anyway, I'll tell you what we're going to do. Uh, Hangman took it upon himself to go buy a DVD of the movie 300. Used. Well, it's, well, of course it's used. I mean, you know... <laughs> That's serious cash. Like two ninety five, three bucks, something like that. So anyway, no, I'm really flattered about this. But he went out and bought the CD, the DVD, three hundred about the movie three hundred, which is a, it's about the Spartans and wars and things like that. So here's the deal: uh, the Gerard Butler was the star of the movie three hundred. If you can tell me his famous three word line, his th- famous three word shout, his famous three word sentence, I'll give you the DVD to the movie three hundred. But you got to do it the way he did it. Okay, 844-404-1067. And and also, this is a a special day in the history of broadcasting for our good friends at the National Public Radio Network. This was the day National Public Radio was incorporated on this day. It was only in 1970. NPR was wasn't wasn't alive until 1970. So I can't I can't believe it. Yeah, and, and just only this 40, 50 years, and they've done so much to harm to America. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, we have the line open. We, we have NPR. Are they on the uh, on the feed line? Let's. I'd right, open up. All right, don't don't tell the boss, uh, Greg, something. Uh, don't don't tell him. We're opening up the feed line. Oh, let's listen in live now. They've got a guest a, a guest on NPR, and they're talking about some kind of new food item or something. Well, there are lots of great treats this time of year. Zucchini bread, fruitcake. But the thing that I most like to bring out this time of the year are my balls. Mmm. Mmm. Balls. Mmm. Tell us about your balls, Pete. Well, over at Seasons Eatings, we have balls for every taste. Popcorn balls, Mm. cheese balls, rum balls, you name Mm. it. My mouth's watering just thinking about those things. It's been years since I've seen any balls. Would you like to see my balls now? Yeah. Yeah. Whip them out. Whip them, baby. Wow. Mm. Wow. You have some beautiful balls. Again, we're talking popcorn balls, rum balls. I know a lot of people tell me that. Look at that, Terry, the way they glisten. That's the sugar coating. That's because I make sure that each one of my balls gets plenty of oil. There you go. I can't help but notice, Pete, your balls are a little misshapen. That's because I rested them on a hot stove for too long. Can I touch your balls? Go ahead, but be careful. They're very delicate. These are popcorn balls. Wow. I can't Rumble. wait to get my mouth around this ball. 
Well, that may be just fine, and Danny. Anyway, that's NPR. See, that's yeah. what we're talking about. What's the matter with these people? All right, for Lee's been hanging out in the weather. Let's get Lee on the air uh, real quicker and see what we've got for you. Hey, Lee, how are you doing? Welcome aboard. Thanks for calling. I'm doing great, Tamara. It's a pleasure to call your show, sir. I just uh, I want to say this dumb old transportation people, they mention everything except telling people to get the snow off the car, the snow and ice, and you're driving down the highway and big old chunks fly off and hit you in the windshield. That's right. That's excellent. I mean, they're idiots. What yeah. in the world is wrong with that? Our, our dumb old transportation people, some idiot had the bright idea of putting red light things at the ramp to get on the freeway. Now they, you know, they just, they don't have a lick of common sense. Well, Lee, I'm glad you called to say, again, if there's ice and snow in your car, plus, you know, there's no excuse because you can see it flying off. Yeah. You can hear it flying off. And you can see it go shing, shong, and you can see it in your rearview mirror. Wipe it off. And also, how many cars did I see yesterday, last night and stuff, we're driving on, completely blocked back windows? Never bothered to just sweep off a little bit with their hands so they could see out the back window if there's snow and I mean, I can't believe it. It's just silly. And for God's sakes, will you turn on your lights if there's snowing or raining and you have a light car in particular? Come on. God, you're killing me. All right, 844-404-1067. 844-404-1067. It's only the Kimmer. Uh, Newsbreak Alliance coming up, sponsored by the Sighting Doctor. Doctor. Also, uh, the latest on the John Bonet Ramsey case. What a horrible, horrible uh, case that was in uh, 1996, I believe, was it? Was it 1996? In uh, Colorado, the uh, former police chief in the, uh, in the Denver area, Mark Beckner, has now admitted, although he didn't mean to nationally, he admitted that his department screwed the investigation badly. Uh, they found John Bonet Ramsey, the little girl, uh, in the basement of her home, December 26, 1996. Her mother, Patsy Ramsey, called 911 see her daughter was missing, and she had found a ransom note. And that was a whole other issue of whether that was a real ransom note and whose handwriting. I mean, it was, and there was a, 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 a practice version of it or something, as I recall. It was just a very strange case. Uh, the police chief admits now that they should have uh, separated John and Patsy Ramsey to do uh, special interviews and interrogations with him. There was confusion on the scene. People were coming and going before he had enough cops. It was Christmas vacation, so they didn't have enough police to take care of the thing. A grand jury recommended indictments against the Ramseys, uh, but then the DA said he didn't have enough evidence. And then two years after Patsy Ramsey died in 2006, a former DA cleared them and said there was DNA evidence, which pointed to someone else, a third party, which has never been discovered. And the the uh, John Bonet Ramsey case is still uncleared. And I just I remember blasting the parents for dressing her up like a French hooker yeah. at the age of four to do beauty pageants, and you're wearing little tutus and little high heel sandals and uh, you know a little belly showing uh, midriff uh, uh, halter tops, lipstick, glitter, and she looked like a uh, looked like a French whore. That was horrible. You don't do that to a child. My God. All right, hold on. We got coming up a couple of 300 DVD wanders, but first, 142. Hey, you, go easy on the communion wine today. You want another one of your drunken mishaps. <laughs> the Kimmer now and news, weather, and traffic on your ride. Uh, here we go. Here we go. News Radio 1067. Yeah, stand by, stand by. This is Christopher Walken, and now here's your host. Yes, a man who doesn't see a day go by <laughs> that someone doesn't stop him on the street and say, hey, than you used to be on the radio. <laughs> Here he is, radio's best kept secret. Yes. Thank you so much. In fact, I got a, 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 a Facebook from my personal Facebook page and from a guy who just retired said, Hey, Kimmer, uh, what are you doing these days? I haven't talked, heard you in 10 years or whatever. Anyway, yeah, that's right. It's kind of a secret. Uh, here we go. 148 and birthdays include Michael Bolton. 
who's uh, 62 today. Yeah. Now, do you know the show The Adventures of Shark Boy and Lava Girl? Do you know the show? What? The actor Taylor Dooley is 22 today. What? Do you know that show? I think it was a movie. I, yeah, I guess it is a movie. movie. Yeah, I think it is probably a movie. Yeah, I guess it's a movie. Anyway, Taylor Dooley, who is, uh, is 22 today on that uh, little show there. Also, in uh, believe it or not, in 1945, federal authorities ordered a midnight curfew at nightclubs and bars and places of entertainment nationwide. A curfew of midnight in 1945. I can only assume it was because the war was still going on. But why? Uh, just saving money, maybe saving money from gasoline and tire, uh, in America, nationwide. Authorities ordered a midnight curfew at nightclubs and bars and discos, whatever they had back then. Stuff. And I had to be World War II related. Saving. Well, I mean, they didn't want people driving, wasting gas, maybe, or wearing out tires because they needed the rubber for the soldier. I mean, I don't know. I'm guessing that's what had to do with that, but it doesn't say here, and I don't know. All right, I got 149. It's the camera. Let's give away this uh, three, uh, the 300 CD. And you have to, the, the, the guy who said it was Gerard Butler, the, uh, one of the hero stars of the movie 300. It's about the Spartans and gladiators and things like that, soldiers and killers and fighters. And uh, so we have a, a hangman took it upon himself, to, which are much gratitude of, of gratification. Uh, give us a, the CD, a DVD of the 300. So let's go. Let's start right now. Here's Chad on News Radio 106.7. Hello, Chad. This is Sparta. <laughs> you got it, buddy. You betcha. Right, well, now, should we all three and see? Yeah. All right, well, let's, we'll see who's the best. All right, here's George now on News Radio 106.7. All right, George. We are Spartans. <laughs> oh, that was uh, uh, no. something different. And one more here is uh, Tom. Hey, Tom, what you got for us? This is Sparta. Yeah. All right. Well, well now he's, um, you've got to give it to Tom. Yeah. All right. But Pete's the producer. He says, Tom, you're the winner. Sorry, Chad. Uh, it's a heartbreaker, but we'll give uh, Tom. <laughs> we'll give Tom the tickets. All right. Also, um, I just I, I mentioned I got a, a text or a Facebook thing from a guy who wondered whatever happened to me, uh, and I also just got this from Joey and Tammy uh, saying, "Come see us at the Georgia Reptile Society at the first Dixie Reptile Show in Atlanta." And then she writes, uh, "The first Dixie Reptile Show in Atlanta." It doesn't say when it is, but I assume it's coming up. Anyway, she says, "Even though I may be the only one who would possibly recognize you, a big maybe." <laughs> what? <laughs> Oh, I, Tammy, are you the one with the, where they, they used your face for the diagram oh. of alligator handbags, or is that? No, that was, that was wrong. What have you been up to, That was cool. Not much. <laughs> About 5'11", you know, something like that. Anyway, 151 on News Radio 1067, 844-404-1067. Well, Pete's Holy Crap at Sports coming up here shortly. I got more stuff to play, sounds to play for you, things happening in the world, too. But first of all, uh, when we come up with sports, you know, the new baseball stuff this year. And I got a news line coming up here in just a minute, too. Uh, new baseball rules this year. They're going to have a time clock, I think, in minor leagues to see whether they can get the pitcher to throw the ball within 20 seconds of the last batter or whatever. But the other thing is, uh, and I guess it's official across the across American and National Leagues, batters are not allowed to step out of the batter's box between pitches. You have to keep one foot in the box. David Ortiz never stays in the batter's box. After every pitch, he moves out, does his spit, does his glove slap, and he says, I'm not changing. And the umps have a right to call a ball or a strike if you don't do what they say, and if he steps out of the batter's box, the ump can call a strike on him. 
before the pitch is thrown. He's not going to last two days doing this. <laughs> going to be a lot of strikeouts. Hey, it's a newsbreaker line. This is on the old newsbreaker line. Good afternoon. Oh, Kimmer, this is Speaker of the House, John Boehner. You hey, know, Speaker House. I normally good. clown around on your show, but I tell yes. you, this is an outrageous an assault on the Constitution. Oh, wow. I am so livid about, livid about this illegal takeover of the Internet by the yes, FCC. Sir. Yeah, takeover. I'm going to do absolutely nothing to stop it, just <laughs> like I've done with uh, Obamacare, <laughs> Executive Amnesty, the IRS, the VA, yeah. Benghazi. I know it's a three-hour show. It, it does sound good, though, doesn't it? Uh, <laughs> oh, I know. Just pick a scandal and I'll... That'll be the day I suddenly come down with a yeast infection. <laughs> Well, you mentioned today is the 45th anniversary of the NPR becoming a corporation. Yeah, NPR, yeah. Hey, Kimber, you remember back in the 90s, Newt Gingrich promised to stop funding for NPR? Yeah, because of their you know, right stuff. after he visited his ailing wife in the cancer ward <laughs> on a non-divorce paper visit. <laughs> yeah, do me a favor, either sign us or hurry up and die. <laughs> I don't think that's an actual quote. But... <laughs> it's actual audio. It's audio of it somewhere. Well, the bad news is Madonna fell during that award show and hurt herself pretty bad. Hurt herself bad, yeah. The good news is the audience didn't have to hear the second version of that god-awful song, Living for Love. Oh, man. That thing's so bad, Rush Limbaugh doubled up on the oxy in hopes of blowing out another eardrum. Oh, I forgot. That was a that was a birth defect. Yeah, yeah right. a birth defect, my friends. Yeah. Something in my ear canal. Yes. Yeah, right. Who the hell pops hydrocordone at birth? I've never heard of John Bader. Preventative drug abuse. <laughs> Tied behind my back. <laughs> Madonna, my God, man, doing dance numbers at her oh, age. Yeah, kind of like the Kimmer riding motorcycles. I didn't even know they sold uh, Harleys at the scooter store. <laughs> Does it come with an extra wheel or something? <laughs> I'm not saying the Kimmer's getting up in years, but yeah. he's the only guy I know who TiVo's Matlock, so he won't miss the early bird special. <laughs> About hey, mac and cheese is only a buck twenty-five at four o'clock. <laughs> I think he may need a miracle here. I drove past the Kimmer's house and it sounded like a heavy metal matlock concert. <laughs> anyway, one more yes, thing. Sir. You got a yes, second here? Sure, absolutely. All well, you mentioned here. yesterday that when Dick Van Dyke got his name on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, they misspelled yeah. his name. Misspelled uh, Van Dyke. Yeah, yeah, Dick said, "Who the hell ever heard of Dick Van DeGeneres?" <laughs> I've never even heard of Dick Van Hillary, have you? No, sir. Dick Van Etheridge, who the hell is that? <laughs> sort of like the time that I screwed up the TV Guide crossword puzzle. What do you mean, sir? I didn't hear him. Well, I didn't know this, but apparently Jane Fonda is also an aunt. <laughs> she has nieces and nephews in addition to being one of the biggest conspirators during the Vietnam War glad <laughs> we cleared that up I know. you know I think up jokes like that instead of doing the business of the actual country right? well, we don't want to keep you you know you're doing I gotta I'll go have a drink and a smoke I'll let you go All right, fire up a lucky I'm gonna meet Hangman outside you know you <laughs> when he's supposed to be taking phone Call to, to change his name to Chad. No offense, man. <laughs> Staff? 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 Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> Thank you, Speaker Vader. Vader? I barely even knew her. Look out. Now we're talking. Mercy. Oh, by the way, 
A man in Malaysia has been in, left in critical condition after he was uh, looking funny at a couple of guys in a movie in Malaysia. Uh, his name is Mr. Bin Musa, and he was. Uh, it was a late-night screening of a sci-fi thriller. And uh, he had just come out of the movie theater, and he was apparently uh, some guys who looked at him, and he looked at them, and they said, Hey, what are you looking at, pal? You looking at me funny? You want to make somebody look at me so funny, pal? So they attacked him with machetes because they were looking. He was looking at him funny. He said, What are you looking at this cross-eyed, pal? The man was cross-eyed. <laughs> yeah. He was cross-eyed, and the gangbangers who uh, took offense to it didn't really think about that at all, so they hacked him up with a machete. He's in critical condition. You looking at me? Cross-eyed. You looking at me? <laughs> no, I'm looking at you and him. <laughs> 157 on News Radio 106.7. You're listening to a replay of The Kimmer Show. Be sure to tune in Monday through Friday, noon to 3 on News Radio 106.7. Some people uh, drink at the fountain of knowledge. <laughs> yes, Kimmer, do. well, he just gargles oh, with oh, it. The Kimmer Show <laughs> on News Radio 1067. There we go. Now Some we're talking. <laughs> Look out, 205. Some nights I call it a drum. Nate Roos. Some nights I wish that my lips could build a castle. The group is called Some Fun. And by the way, the group's name is spelled with uh, uh, small letters, not capital letters, F-U-N, period. It's spelled F-U-N, period, in small letters, not caps for some reason. I don't know why. Nate Roos. And by, I've heard him interviewed before. Uh, this group, Fun, came out of nowhere. They have been living in their parents' basement for their entire careers until a couple of years ago when the one song came. This might have been in. I don't remember what the first song was. You remember it, John Boy? I can't remember, but anyway, they came out with a song, and, we, it got, and boom, pow, and uh, the first time they were on television, they said, we want to thank our parents for letting us live in their basement until we're 24 years old, not being able to make more than seven cents an hour or something. It was We Are Young. We Are Young, yeah, and it was fun, and now they're hugely hit, and they, you know, they never gave up. They didn't quit. They have their sound, and uh, people know about it. All right, look out. Okay, this is just in. This is amazing. 206. I have news making lines coming up, sponsored by The Siding Doctor. You may not believe this. <clears throat> well, yes, you will. Of course you will. We're telling you. <laughs> The top American intelligence official has now said that last year was the deadliest year for global terrorism ever recorded. Let me say again. The intelligence official, the number one guy, director of national intelligence, James Clapper, has now categorized growing terror-fueled violence in stark terms. He says, quote, when the final accounting is done, 2014 will have been the most lethal year for global terrorism in the 45 years such data has been compiled. The most deadly, the most deadly year since these statistics have been compiled. And yet, let us listen to the Secretary of State, John Kerry. Our citizens, our world today is actually, despite ISIL, despite the visible killings that you see and how horrific they are we are actually living in a period of less daily threat to americans and to people in the world than normally less deaths less violent deaths today than through the last century uh liar they're just changing the truth i mean they're not even hiding it this is the secretary of state who just you just heard him say we are safer than ever we are safer than ever. And now the director of national intelligence, James Clapper, testified before Congress, quote, 
When the final accounting is done, 2014 will have been the most lethal year for global terrorism in the 45 years such data has been compiled. The grim evolution of the extremist threat. And now we've just had three people arrested in New York City who uh, were trying to make their way into ISIS by hoping to assassinate the president of the United States. And they're wondering whether that would do enough to get them in good with the ISIS people. Probably would, yeah, probably would. I just can't believe it. They're just changing. They're just changing their version of the truth. They're not even pretending. <laughs> I mean, it's, what's going on? I mean, I, I, can you believe this? And now, Putty Tats uh, trying to get your your bullets. He's not. He can't get his way. You know, <laughs> he can't get his way over immigration. So he does in executive orders, and they're going to sue about that. And he can't get his way of banning the AR-15 assault rifle. So he says, "Well, we'll just ban the bullets." So he's now ordered the executive authorities that he has to ban the bullets uh, from being manufactured to, to fit the AR-15. How soon can we get these 3D printers to make bullets? <laughs> yeah, I tell you. All right, for, and, and the politics is getting weird. The Republicans are turning on each other. We'll play a soundbite from uh, one, the latest guy in the news again today, Rand Paul. But first, how about a newsbreaker line? Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Kevin. This is General Trump. <laughs> Donald- I don't want any wisecracks from you. <laughs> this time I'm serious. Yeah, no, this time I mean it. <laughs> Once I make the commitment, I swear I will not go back on my word. <laughs> really? <laughs> Which is the same thing I told my last four wives when I took that vow of monogamy. <laughs> yeah. I ought to Donald- be in programming with my track record. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> yeah, they say you're serious this time running for president. Yes, I'm serious. Yes. Sir. Warren Buffett likes to eat potato sticks. Yeah, potato sticks. Too bad one hasn't gotten caught in his throat, the damn Democrat-enabling <laughs> piece of Chattahoochee refuse. I hate Warren Buffett. There's a couple of I buildings. Mean, he managed there. to make a billion dollars without taking bankruptcy. How do you do that? <laughs> no way you'd know. <laughs> he sure has a lot of sugar in his diet, you know. He yes, he's sugar. drinks five Cokes a day and yeah. three gallons of Obama Kool-Aid, the bastard. <laughs> Hey, how about that Madonna? Isn't she wild? Isn't she something? <laughs> Madonna's working on her own line of capes. Capes? You know? Capes? Yeah, it's, it's part of her fall collection. Fall collection? Hey! Fall from her cape fell I on the stairs. I pay a lot of money for these jokes. <laughs> yes, you do. And they're the best in the world. Everybody knows it. <laughs> a little late on the rim shot, John. <laughs> Boy, you're fired. <laughs> You know, Madonna has posted pictures of her accident at the award show the, last night. Posted pictures, yeah. Yeah, you can find them on her Tumblr account. <laughs> Tumblr account. I said you can. <laughs> These are the greatest jokes everybody knows. <laughs> the greatest jokes ever written. I'm getting nothing from you. I mean, you'll laugh at Brent, the truck driver, blowing the God bless it horn. For... Brett, the drug driver, will never speak unless he's got nothing to say. <laughs> That's a motto somewhere, isn't it? I don't know. <laughs> Despite her injuries, Madonna had no trouble getting out of bed this morning, Kimmer. Getting out of bed, really? Yeah. Well, there were four guys in there to help her, you know. <laughs> a couple of women. Yeah, a couple of chicks. <laughs> you know, since her injury, Madonna's got a new favorite uh, Kama Sutra position. I didn't hear about that. What? The... Yeah, it's called Brokeback Mountain. Broke the hell! <laughs> I said... <laughs> Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> I wish I could quit you. I got to tell you, last night, you yes, know, sir. the weather, you know, it yeah, wasn't too good. It was so cold. So how cold was it, sir? Someone saw John Boy's girlfriend frozen to a fire hydrant. <laughs> <Hey>! <laughs> Great to be on the show. Thank you so much. I'm really 
running this time, He's I running swear. for president. This is the real thing. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Now we're talking 211 coming up on 212. Uh, holy crap, it's Schwartz with Pete coming up. More news lines coming up, sponsored by the Siding Doctor. And we're just watching video, talking about ISIS. We're just watching video being fed in now from Iraq, where ISIS murderers have now uh, invaded museums and are shown on video smashing priceless artifacts and statues and paintings and goods from the years 700 B.C. Precious artifacts of a nation's history from 700 B.C., smashing them to pieces because they weren't Muslim enough. Unbelievable. Shatter, just gone. They're taking statues, throw them on the floor, and crashing them with sledgehammers. I mean, uh, and but they're like, put it that says, they're just a junior varsity. Some individuals who, you know, didn't get um, social. Yeah, well, they didn't get a good job, and they didn't get free community college. I mean, what do we expect? It's our damn fault. We should have given them that to be all over. 212, 212. To learn more about drugs, visit your local library. There's probably a guy behind there who sells drugs. <laughs> the Kimmer Now and News Weather and Traffic on your ride home on News Radio 1067. This is Ted Baxter. And this portion <laughs> of the Kim Peterson Show Ooh. is brought to you by the Winter Storm in Minneapolis, oh. which has really paralyzed the yes. Twin Cities. Oh, oh. Ted! <laughs> Sorry, Mayor. Didn't mean to say paralyzed. <laughs> and now here's your host, Kim Peterson. Thank you so much. <laughs> Tough crowd. <laughs> Holy moly. 218, it's only the Kimmer. Hey, did you hear about the two blondes who froze to death at a drive-in movie? <laughs> can't believe it. They had gone to see Closed for the Winter. So it was... Uh, <laughs> see, they saw those movies. <laughs> and now, holy crap, it's sports and Pete Davis. Shades of Mickey Mantle. Poor Blue Jays left fielder Michael Saunders stepped on a sprinkler oh. shagging fly balls oh. tore cartilage in his knee. He's uh, out to the all-star break. Oh, man. Just that's like, like Mickey. It's like Chipper Jones. Remember, Chipper, when Chipper came up, he was the all-star rookie recruit. He, came, he this, Wasn't it his first at bat? Well, for a it was the last spring training spring game. Training. The first right game, there, yeah. first game is a brave, I think, and he gets up to the plate and he hits the ground. And he runs it out and he trips over the bag and breaks an and rips an ankle. He's out for the no, year. His knee. Oh. His knee. Out for the year. Yeah. <laughs> Our new star Chipper Jones couldn't wait to see him in a brave uniform. First hit, he got bang, boom, out for the year. <laughs> well, watching the fossil alarm snow apocalypse on TV yesterday, yeah. I noticed that Atlanta has too many chief meteorologists. <laughs> Not everyone can be chief. Some of you have to be just Indian well, meteorologists. I don't blame you, sir. And I don't know who that newbie was trying to co-anchor with Brenda Wood on 11 Alive, but I know one thing. Doomed he is. <laughs> he was a little No one. I mean, aggressive. no one talks over the Brenda. Uh, she was a little upset. He was uh, yeah. just communicating a little too uh, actively. Yeah. And her, just talking know. right over. No, I, I would leave her alone, no, please. No. Thank you. Your first place, Atlanta Hawks, Bank Dallas, and Rainey Phillips Arena, 104-87. The Mavericks were without point guard Rajon Rondo, suspended for arguing with the coach. And they were up by 14, and then suddenly a leak occurred. Yeah, a leak in the ceiling. <laughs> which stopped the play. Water the on the court, yeah. yeah. And I saw that thing. That That's just... You, you know, I don't care if you're a professional athlete. You don't get to act your coach like that. I know he's a you're a player. A you, you know, he's the coach. You're the player. I don't know why they don't throw him off. I mean, take away his money, throw him off the team, and then do, what's he going to do then? Live off his millions, but he's not going to get another job. Pays more than seven dollars an hour. That's what's true. he qualified for? You ever got it. Red Sox DH David Ortiz not happy with the new hurry the hell up rules in baseball. Mm. Says he needs to step out of the batter's box and think about the next pitch. You know, Big Poppy's got a point. That's why he wears a cap. There you go. <laughs> Shut up and get in the box, you fat load. Anyway. Yeah, he's special, though, see? He's special. Uh, he's, of course he's special. 
Uh, here's my conundrum. And, and sorry, and the, the ump has the right to call a strike. Good. If the batter steps out of the batter's box, the ump can say, strike one. Hmm? He can strike out without ever taking the bat off his shoulder without a pitch being thrown. We'll see if it happens, though. Uh, somebody's going to have to get it. We'll see. Oh, but spring, it's going to start spring training, isn't it? I'll bet it starts Maybe. in spring training games. I don't. They, they wouldn't wait for policy like this to start with the first full game, would they? I think they've tried it in minor leagues, and they're going to try it. I will see. All right. That'll Maybe cool. Japan or something. Like that. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to be a better person, Kimmer. All right, sir. When someone needs to get over in the lane in front of me, I try and let them in. Let them in. This morning, I was about to let a car in, and I noticed not one, not two, but three New Orleans Saints stickers. Uh-oh. What would you do? Three New Orleans Saints stickers? Yeah. Well, after I uh, took the round out of the chamber, or... <laughs> I cut them off. Yeah. The weird thing is, this happened at 78 and 285. Guess where we parted ways? Some uh, beignet bakery, I'm guessing. About a block away. Really? <laughs> from, a, oh, from here? Yeah, they from, followed me all the way. Oh, yeah, they did. Yeah, ah. like, oh, okay. From well, the you, we turned to football. I assume you had a loaded weapon with you. Oh, though. of course. There you go. Uh, it's called my car. There you go. Uh, the Falcons have re-signed kicker Matt Bryant. Playoff tickets immediately placed on sale by the Falcons. Uh, rumor <laughs> has it that the reason the Cowboys haven't signed receiver Des Bryant to a big contract yet is there's a video of him floating around from 2011 showing him doing something to a woman in a Walmart parking lot. Ooh. like That would make Ray Rice blush. Oh, beating a woman or something or what? Yeah. It might be his girlfriend, mother of his two children, but it's just a rumor right now. Just a rumor. Well, either there's video or there isn't. Well, no one can find the it's video. It's also four years ago? Yeah. So. Wow, here we go. That's true. Uh, Angels designated recidivist uh, Josh Hamilton may be facing another <laughs> drug suspension. Word has it he self-medicated, then self-reported a cocaine relapse. But Josh oh, says man. he doesn't like cocaine. He just likes the way it smells. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, actually, you know, it's, it's, it's really a shame. I mean, he, this was an incredible athlete, and then he, he signed into he got. Uh, he transferred, got in a big new contract, and he hasn't been the same since. Yep. Remember when Australian golfer Robert Allenby got beat up and passed out in the park? Yeah. Could have been worse. A TV soap actor in Russia tried to pick up a blonde in a Moscow bar. They had a few drinks, yeah. went to a sauna. Yeah. She slipped him a roofie. Uh-oh. He woke up the next morning at a bus stop, an acute pain covered in blood without his testicles. Aye, aye, aye. Acute pain. There's nothing cute about There's nothing it. Nothing cute about that. It was a gang selling organs in the black market, or in his case, the pasty white Russian market. <laughs> no gang buys testicles. Come on. Well, the bad news: the guy's married. Well, then what's the difference? Can you imagine the conversation? <laughs> Got though? no use for him now, anyway. <laughs> and finally, your World Cup of Cricket update. The Sri Lanka almost Indian curry snorters. <laughs> That's not Easily true. over the Bangladesh rat-basting flood refugees. <laughs> that can't be their And name, the sir. Afghanistan dirt-cooking mountain Arabs squeak past the nose-hair-combing ginger pooftas from Scotland. <laughs> nose-hair-combing pooftas? Ginger. <laughs> oh, ginger. All right. Well, now we're getting somewhere. Oh, mercy. Thank you, Pete. 223, it's all of the camera. News Radio 1067. 844-404-1067. We were having a little fun the other day with uh, the last meals on death row. And the woman who's on death row here in Georgia would be the first woman uh, killed on death row in, I forgot, 45 years or something like that, I think. And anyway, she that was postponed because of the weather. I'm not sure what the deal is lately, but uh, I have a list of some of the most unusual last meals that people ate. Uh, Ted Bundy, the serial killer, killed at least 30 people, maybe a lot more, uh, declined a special meal, but he, he was given the meal that the Florida prison typically gave to others on death row. Steak, eggs over easy, toast with butter and jam, hash browns, milk, coffee, and juice. He didn't eat any of it. Adolf Eichmann. 
Before the Nazi senior officer was executed in Israel, his final request was a bottle of Carmel, which is an Israeli red wine. He drank half the bottle. Eichmann drank a Jewish wine right before they hanged him. John Wayne Gacy murdered 33 young men, requested a dozen fried shrimp, a bucket of KFC original recipe, French fries, a pound of strawberries, and he was executed in 1980. Uh, let's see. Well, perhaps one of the most favorite is a butcher named Carl Simmons in 2012 requested one Pizza Hut medium super supreme dish pizza with mushrooms, onions, jalapeno, peppers, pepperoni, another pizza with three cheeses, olives, bell pepper, tomato, garlic, Italian sausage, 10 8-ounce packs of Parmesan cheese, 10 8-ounce packs of ranch dressing, one family-sized bag of Doritos nacho cheese flavor, 8 ounces of jalapeno nacho cheese, 4 ounces of sliced jalapenos, two large strawberry shakes, two 20-ounce cherry Cokes, one supersized order of McDonald's fries with extra ketchup and mayonnaise, and two pints of strawberry ice cream, and he ate about half of all. He actually ate half of all that. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, Timothy McVeigh, the mastermind of the Oklahoma City bombing. and that, My God, it was 1995, 20 years ago. Does that seem like 20 years? Does it? God, it doesn't to me. For so I don't know why. Anyway, Timothy McVeigh requested two pints of mint chocolate chip. And that's when he took his final breath after the mint chocolate chip ice cream. Well, there you go. Anyway. Oh God! You know, I'd 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 demand something uh, like one of my mother's old famous uh, uh, recipes that we used to have in the camera. Like we used to call them thingy wingies. And in fact, I'll give you. You know what I'll do? I, to, remind me tomorrow. I'll put the recipe up for thingy wingies on the camera show Facebook page. You may, now, this wingies. is real animal. No, meat, no, it's right? no, <laughs> it's it's silly. It's it's uh, tuna fish eggs, cheese. I mean, oh, it's yeah. not. There's nothing to it. But it, in fact, if I remain it for you, I should make some for you and bring it in. You'd have to reheat it, but it's it's best fresh. But you'll see. I'll, I'll give you the recipe. And that's what I do is have something that I reminds please, me of my youth. Please make a tuna uh, dish at home and then let it cool and bring it in here and let it sit around a while. I then... gave you a peanut butter and tuna fish sandwich, which was fantastic, if I recall you saying so yourself, sir. There you go. All right, look out now. It's 227. More news lights coming up, sponsored by the Siding Doctor, and your calls on News Radio 1067. You're listening to a replay of The Kimmer Show. Be sure to tune in Monday through Friday, noon to 3 on News Radio 1067. This is Morgan Freeman, <laughs> Morgan. and this portion of the Kim Peterson Show yes, is brought to you by the Hartsfield Airport Authority, oh, all right. now accepting visa for undue influence peddling, <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> and now here's your host, Kim Peterson. Allegedly. You know, we have a couple of birthday and historical almanac-type services we use here every morning, which is why I pick my songs and things like that for bumper music, and uh, birthdays and all that sort of thing. Neither one of them, or none of them, I think we have at least two, neither one, none of them had George Harrison's birthday yesterday. I mean, he, he's a big name. I mean, my God. <laughs> you know, the Beatles. Anyway, uh, today we find out the city of L.A. marked his birthday. They marked George Harrison's birthday in L.A. by planting a tree to replace the one that had already been destroyed, coincidentally, by Beatles. The tree they planted for George Harrison was planted near the Griffith Observatory. It replaced the original, which was a Canary Island pine tree, planted a few months after George Harrison died in 2001, and then 13 years later last year was destroyed by beetles. So now they've planted a yew pine near the observatory in George Harrison's honor. Yew pine. Yew pine. No, I know pine. Yew pine. (laughs) 
I buy from him. You're number 10. <laughs> Me buying you long time. You didn't think I spoke a lot of Vietnamese, did you? <laughs> oh, you're number 10. Buy me buy. Oh, you're number 10. <laughs> also on this day in 1970, the album Hey Jude was released in both the U.S. and Canada, made up of singles previously unavailable in the United States for the Beatles in 1970. There you go. Oh, my God, it's only me, 2.35 on Radio 1067, 844 Got a newsbank line coming right up for you, sponsored by The Siding Doctor. First, I have to repeat this again in case you just joined us. Two things. We're watching video of ISIS killers going into museums in Iraq and destroying, destroying Precious artworks which date back to 700 B.C. 700 B.C. destroying artworks because they're not Muslim enough. And we'll tell you about whether this country and the world are safer than ever, like John Kerry says, or what the Director of National Intelligence is telling us. Uh, 236. Hey, wait a minute. There's a special uh, late live edition of the Newsbreaker Line. Let's see who's on the old Newsbreaker Line. Good afternoon. Well, good afternoon, Kimmer. <laughs> Calling you live around our plaza where I'm circling with grave of wine, Brian Williams, like a vulture. This is John Prokop. <laughs> got kind of a bad you are Brian Williams in there, and you're circling vulture, his, vultures. his grave. Vultures and Brian Williams. Well, I had to call because earlier <laughs> yes, sir. you mentioned one of my least favorite musical lightweights, Michael Bolton. Well, we have kind of a kind of a line. Actually. We have you a, mentioned a, one of my least favorite lightweights, Michael Bolton, oh, the singer. Michael Bolton, the singer. Yes, sir. I'm sorry. You remember the night of Nicole Brown Simpson's murder, O.J.'s girlfriend, Paula Barbieri. Uh, Paula Barbieri, all right, sir. She was hanging out in Vegas with Michael Bolton. Oh, wow. And imagine if O.J. had only known, Kimmer, we were that damn close <laughs> to getting rid of Michael Bolton. We were that close. I mean, <laughs> Somebody should have told him. What yeah, if she only dated Hannity, families of fallen soldiers will have another $11 million. I mean, you can't win them all, I guess, <laughs> is the motto of that story. <laughs> Did I ever tell you about the time I kept dreaming every night I was in an elevator? No, I, an, an elevator. An elevator yeah. with Michael Bolton, Kenny G, and Belinda Skelton. <laughs> and there was only one bullet in the gun, so I shot myself. <laughs> My eyesight has never been better. My eyes are... <laughs> Reminds me, i got to scratch my feet. I was on the blackboard later. <laughs> there you go. Well, as you mentioned, the execution of Coley Regus and Donner Rose put off due to the uncle weather. Well, again, sir, the line is going, if he has something about weather. In the weather, in uh, delay the execution delay of the that, murderer, Coley what Gator Gingendinger, yeah. Yeah, it sort of gives the phrase hog on ice a whole new meaning. <laughs> See, she's on hold, so she's a. She's it's probably just as well it's going to take Kelly until the weekend to finish that final meal she ordered anyway, and give the prison longer time to request a, a you know a needle that's much at least six inches long. <laughs> yeah, it's too bad they couldn't have fried her in the electric chair. Of course, in her case, it'd been more like a deep fryer is what they had to give you. Oh man! <laughs> you know, maybe stick in one of those turkey thermometers to see if she's done. <laughs> I know what they could electrocute Kelly. Yeah. Stick an apple in her mouth and call it a luau. It oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Sorry about the weather, by the way. A lot of good ideas. Oh, well, I'm sorry. Well, I knew you were secretly pulling for enough snowfall to rationalize a couple nights on the floor with Pete Davis. No, no that's a lot. <laughs> I didn't even know you owned a twin sleeping bag. <laughs> no. By the way, you know they call sleeping bags over there at Cox Broadcasting? No, I don't, sir. Uh, fruit roll-ups. 
Cox Broadcasting is a division of Mayor of Men's Warehouse. It's not a clothing store. It's a warehouse full of men. Hey, where are all the suits? <laughs> no clothes in here. Could you take but, out the seat? Nothing but motorcycle <laughs> boots everywhere. take out the seat over there. Pretty, oh, need a tailor for that, you yeah, know? Sir, he dressed to the left or the right, sir? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Very fun. <laughs> no charge to measure inseam. I'm pretty sure of that. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'll see you tonight. Thank you so much, Tom Brokaw. News Radio 1067 with the giver. Special late treat. On News Radio 1067. 844-404-1067. And again, and I got another Newsbreak line or two to get in before uh, 3 o'clock, by the way, in just a second. America's top intelligence official, James Clapper, director of national intelligence. That's pretty much as high as it gets. He has cataloged the growing terror-fueled violence in stark terms. He says when the final counting, uh, counting is done, 2014 will have been the most, lethal, the most lethal year for global terrorism in the 45 years such data has been compiled. The most lethal the deadliest year for global terrorism since they started keeping track of it. And yet, we have a Secretary of State who says this. Our citizens, our world today, is actually, despite ISIL, despite the visible killings that you see and how horrific they are, we are actually living in a period of less daily threat to Americans and to people in the world than normally less deaths, less violent deaths today than through the last century. How can you say despite all the killings? I mean, that's, <laughs> as I Mrs. Lincoln, despite the murder of her husband, it really was a fun evening, wasn't it? Well, you can't just say despite all the evidence to the contrary, I'm going to lie to you now. I mean, that's what he said. Despite all the evidence, you see it on TV, but we're going to, despite that, it's a really safe area for us right now. I mean, you can't, I, you've got to be kidding. He ball. just said, despite all the evidence, uh, it's a safe year. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm looking at him right now. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, here's Wes on News Radio 1067, and uh, more news break lines coming up. Hello, Wes. How's it going? Hey, how are y'all? Good. What's up, man? I just wanted to say, uh, when Pete Davis does his, uh, his, is uh, sports with uh, the names for some of the countries. <laughs> yeah, uh, it like brings tears to my eyes. Laughing so hard. <laughs> it's it's fantastic. It's one of my favorite things. I, I remember when he was doing uh, the World Cup. Uh, I guess with geez, last year. Yeah. And like seriously, that is that's it's it's so horrible, but it's so funny. He's oh, the best. Gosh. He's the best. We should get him yeah. his own special sponsor for for just names I, in sports, sponsored by by so and so for Pete Davis. I, I really think he should just have his uh, his own naming campaign for uh, every sports show. I, I like it. Uh, that's wonderful. Wes, that's uh, a great idea. I'll pass it along to our boss, uh, uh, Gladys or Greg something. Greg, Greg something. Greg. Anyway, it's uh, 242. You think you're pretty smart, don't you, Trebek? <laughs> what with your dago mustache and your greasy hat? <laughs> Look, what did I just say about ethnic slurs? All right. The Kimmer now and news, weather, and traffic on like your it. ride home Here on News Radio 1067. Thank you. This is Larry Munson, <laughs> and this portion of the Kimmer Show is brought to you by the University of Georgia. Oh. I had six of their football players as pallbearers. Yeah. yeah, so they could let me down one last time. <laughs> and now here's your host, a man I never liked. You never liked Peterson. You never liked the Kimmer. Oh, you Herschel. Hunker down one more time. 
Mitch Ryder, birthday, 70 years old today. Look out! Yeah, baby. What are you wearing, honey? <laughs> Look out, there we go. Yeah, boy. Speaking of devils in a blue dress, Rosie O'Donnell and her girlfriend Kelly Carpenter got married at City Hall in San Francisco on this day in 2004. They they broke up. I can't believe their marriage is over. Anyway, all right, what else we got here? Uh, a couple of birthdays in the news. Uh, actress Marta Kristen. You remember that name? Marta Kristen. Maybe this will help. Marta Kristen is 70 years old. Lost in space. I still don't know which one she is. And she, June something Let's was... talk something. more action, please. <laughs> Silence, <laughs> you need. <laughs> pal. Uh, Marta Kristen from Lost in Space is 70. I don't remember what, who she was. Uh, it was oh, June. Huh? She was the blonde daughter of the Fant Robinson. She was the, oh, my the teenage, God. but the older one. And she's married. 70? Yeah, Holy cow. Too. Yeah, well, there you go. All right, look out. 248 is on the camera on News Radio 1067. All right, Hangman just brought me this story. Uh, you know, parenting skills are something that, you know, there ought to be a book or something, don't you think? Or someone should tell, take a lesson or something. In Florida... A mother named Melanie Alexander, 31 years old, is charged with child abuse after sending her little girl to school in a T-shirt featuring handwritten notes on the front and back and showing uh, the fact that the mother had beat the girl, the 13-year-old girl, with a belt which had metal rivets on it. So the kid's all marked up, bruised up, neck, arms, back. And on the T-shirt, the mother wrote a note that sent her daughter to school. The note said on the front, my name is so-and-so. I currently have all F's in all my classes. I am not allowed to have a boyfriend no time soon. She spelled aloud A-L-O-U-D. A-L-O-U-D for allowed. To have a boyfriend no time soon. So back off before I get another good whooping like I got last night. Also, I can no longer have any friends until all my F's are brought up to season up. So unless you're helping me with this goal, back off. My eating french fries and being a social butterfly is over because I know why my parents sent me to school. <laughs> I'm not allowed to have a boyfriend no time soon after beating her with a belt with studs on it. I got to think there's probably a better way to do that. I'm just curious. Maybe not. Anyway, how about a news break line? See on the old news break line. Good afternoon. Hey, Kimmer, this is Rodney calling the crying out loud. Are you kidding? Rodney, how's it going, man? I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I'm all right now, but last week I was in rough shape, well, you know. What do you mean, Rodney? What? Hey, last week I was in East Point. Oh, a guy stopped me on the street. He said, Rodney, I got all your albums. Now I want your TV and stereo. <laughs> it's a tough neighborhood, East tough, Point. Are you kidding? Tough neighborhood. Hey, last week the residents auctioned off a squad car. It's tough over there. <laughs> With a cop in it. <laughs> I saw a guy rotating my tires from my car to his. It's a tough neighborhood. <laughs> I tell you, though, at East Point, the parents, they always know where their kids are, Rakema. They know where they are? Yeah, they see them on the news. <laughs> <laughs> hey, congratulations. I understand that the Kimma Show yeah. and Nancy Grace both hit 300 today. <laughs> That's our 300th show, yes. 300th episode. <laughs> I mean, they said the Kimmer show wouldn't last. Yeah. And they were right. Greg <laughs> wants you in the office at three, all right? <laughs> Nancy Grace, she's a big girl. Are you she's kidding? Very girl. big. Big girl. And headline news when Nancy sits around the set. She sits around the set. Are you kidding? <laughs> Nancy Grace, she comes on the scene. The scene disappears. <laughs> <All right. laughs> 
Nancy Grace couldn't believe that story you read about Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett eating all she that said, stuff. How does the man survive on only five cokes a day? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Kimmy, and I agree with this Patricia Arquette. Everybody giving her a hard time. Yeah, yeah. I believe that women should make the same money that men do. All right, sir. Well, uh, yeah. For instance, I think Patricia Arquette should make the same money as David Arquette. <laughs> Who I saw in the French flying line yesterday with Larry Wax, all right? <laughs> it's been so long since David Arquette worked, he's doing an interview with Rodney Ho, all right? <laughs> I heard about the winter storm. I understand this morning, yeah. John Boy's girlfriend said I was expecting something bigger. Thank God she was talking about the snowstorm, you know? <laughs> what a crowd. Thank you, Rodney. <laughs> yeah, where he said you were going to get six inches last night. What the hell? <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you, Rodney. <laughs> now we're talking. 252, look out, it's only the camera. News Radio 1067. 844 404 1067. 844 404 1067. You know what? Let's do uh, let's do another one. Shall we? Sure. All right, first of all, a quick blonde joke. Ah, never mind. How about 252? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, I may, well, I may That's need the best one, one today. I may need one one day. <laughs> I haven't got enough cash, but anyway, another newsbreaker line. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Kimmer. I stand behind my statement and the critics. Yeah. I just want to say bring it here. No, it's not it, sir. Not bring it here. Bring it to me. No, no, it's not it again. So close, sir. Bring it now. Now or something. No, that's, again, you just didn't, uh, you just checking Secretary in. Secretary of State John Kerry. Yeah, are you checking in with us, sir, or anything? Yeah, well, you said that I was a crock, that I said the world's <laughs> never been safer, and I stand yeah. behind that statement. <laughs> and by the way, Brent, the truck driver's never been funnier. <laughs> Two things we know now. Herman Cain has never been more articulate. <laughs> Three truths. Mrs. George Clooney has never been more beautiful. <laughs> Four. The Kimmer's bargaining position with management has never been stronger. Five, That's six, what... seven, eight, and nine right there. <laughs> Jamie Dupree <laughs> yeah. has never been more insightful, Cameron. And 10, right? Boom. Top 10 things that will not happen. You know, Sean, a charity is when you pass the money you raise <laughs> along to the intended recipient. Oh, that's what a charity is. You mean you don't just deposit in your bank account like I did with all those wounded soldiers? You learn something every day, folks. That's why Jamie Dupree is the most connected man in Key West. He's got that's Washington. Yeah, there too. <laughs> Thank you. That was my tribute to him. <laughs> yep. Well, you were tribute. mentioning net neutrality. The neutrality, yeah, neutrality. Yeah, it pits Comcast against the FCC. Who the <laughs> hell am I supposed to pull for in this? <laughs> <laughs> kind of like laxative versus suppository. My God, man. <laughs> what do I want to hear next? Brent the truck driver or Kimmer dramatic recreation? <laughs> I'll take a 357 for 100, Alex. <laughs> Comcast versus the FCC. My God, man. It's like a knife fight between Geraldo and Hannity. <laughs> I mean, I'm hoping they both lose. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, how do you cheer for one of them? <laughs> That's right. No, opponents of net neutrality, I understand what they're trying to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just saying, hands off our internet. Yeah. Well. Which is the same thing the librarian said to the Kimmer when he went online. <laughs> no, wait a second. <laughs> 
I'm worried about Madonna, Kimmer. Worried about Madonna. Well, she's no Kim Kardashian. I mean, (laughs) Kim Kardashian landed on her ass. She'd bounce right back. (laughs) Madonna fell down the stairs. (laughs) Too bad it wasn't the old days. Yeah, old days. Well, you know, in the old days, if Madonna had fell backwards, I'm sure Dennis Rodman would have been nearby to break the fall. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Close proximity. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much, Mr. Secretary. 255, it's only the Kimmer. Hey, and speaking of Madonna falling downstairs, the Barkley Boys put it to music. I'm Charles Barkley. We're the Barkley Boys with a song about our favorite elderly female rock star, Grandma Madonna. Look out. Fell down on the stage. Why the hell is she still dancing at her age? Grandma Madonna fell flat on her back. She looked like Matt Ryan after he's been sad. Tuesday night Madonna was rehearsing. Wednesday night she landed on her butt. <laughs> Look out. Thursday morning injury she's nursing. Hang it up, slut. <laughs> Look out. Grandma Madonna. It's time you've been told You should give up dancing Cause you're too damn old I mean, you could break your hip, Madonna You could hurt yourself <laughs> something terrible It's the Barkley Boys And now it's the news people On News Radio 106.7 with a camera Look out, it's only me it's up, There goes the retina Son of a...